true healing to me will require for the person to know what is the root cause of this. Otherwise, you're just going to be putting band-aids, patches mm. on people. And they're not going to be really able to, to fully heal that, that, that wound. So, you know, what does Reiki do? Reiki balances the whole energy system. So I also came to the conclusion that we really need Reiki. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of Going Out, Looking In, the podcast about the big questions of life, personal growth and spirituality. My name is Maxi, I'm your host and today we are entering the world of energy. <laughs> the world of energy. Mm. <laughs> it's so funny because... The world of energy, when I say that, I, I am referring to healing modalities that work with energy. But with all of that being said, <laughs> I just cannot help but again and again be reminded myself of the fact that everything is energy. <laughs> and so as much as we believe um, in duality and being separated from each other um, in fact we're all being connected by one thing and that is energy and so I actually couldn't be more excited to share an episode with someone I deeply respect and the work of her I deeply respect and that is Nicolene Walsh as some of you may have noticed, Walsh, didn't you interview someone who whose last name uh, was Walsh as well? Yes, Luke Walsh from the Healing Forest. And Nicolene is, <laughs> funny enough, um, his wife. And that's also how I initially met her. And I, as you know, embarked on this journey to first Ireland, then the UK, and then the US. And I'm currently sitting here in a friend's house in Chester, near in the United Kingdom, um, near Liverpool. And I just arrived here from the healing, coming from the healing forest, and having spent time with Luke and Nicolene and, her fa and their family in the healing forest, which has been a transformative um, experience. Absolutely beautiful. I mean, yeah, that's a whole different kind of podcast episode. But cut a long story short, I am today bringing you the interview and the conversation that I had with Nicolene while being in the Healing Forest. And it is circling around energy. Now, Nicolene is a Reiki teacher and a energy healer. And she is deeply immersed in the fields of working with those energies within people's system and energetic systems. Now, 
you know, I've been practicing some qigong and in the world of yoga, you know, there's just different sort of names that we give for the energy flow within our bodies and our systems. But essentially, we're all referring to life force, let it be qi, shakti, prana, whatever name you want to basically, you know, give to this energy that is within us. Nicolene is somebody who is, like I said, deeply immersed into that field and is, as I've experienced myself, such a powerful space holder and able to provide and guide you through a self-healing process within her sessions of Reiki. Now, with this particular conversation, I basically wanted to also extract some more information around the intersection between alternative medicine and healing modalities such as Reiki and let's say more conservative ways of healing and dealing with ailments um, how both can basically also go hand in hand because that's really what it's all about right it's not about like you know Reiki or something is the holy grail and can heal us from anything and everything um, and neither is you know just like traditional medicine in the sense of like going to um, a doctor or like a hospital you know it all has its place and we extensively talked about this um, now we also talked about the power of self-healing you know and that really any good and trustworthy healer if you want to say so is only really activating and helping in your own capability of healing yourself rather than healing you from your own like ailments it's really the other way around and yeah i wanted to know what that actually means it's such an awesome conversation and to me again just such a privilege to have been given this opportunity again you know time and time again um, to sit down with such inspiring individuals and wisdom keepers and to just ask what's really been on my mind and heart for a while and so I'm just really looking forward to bringing this episode um, and share, you know, and bring some, yeah, share and bring light into the world of energy. And that is with Nicolene Walsh. gratitude uh, to be here sharing time and space with you um, in this capacity it's been um, it's been a long journey inside and outside um, for me to be here um, a lot of stuff has happened and yeah synchronistically connecting with Luke 
um, a while back was was powerful, was beautiful. It was bringing a lot into my life, introducing a lot of things into my life uh, when it comes to nature especially. And with you working in a similar field, but not the same, um, I'm very much looking forward to to speak to you today and just explore the the world of energy, I would say, and uh, everything else that, that comes along with. So thank you so much for being here. Uh, no problem. Uh, thank you very much for um, having me uh, here. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's great to be given the opportunity to be, to be able to talk about this stuff, you know. Um, many years ago, you wouldn't have found me talking so openly about things like this, but you know, um, it is time for these types of conversations uh, to be had. You know, there are more and more people waking up. Um, and when I say waking up, as in consciously becoming aware of, you know, energy in general, and also becoming aware that, you know, there's there's just, just more to life than what they may be uh, seeing. Um, and... Uh, yeah, there are more things coming in through the feelings. Um, so yes, it's a it's an exciting, it's an exciting place um, for us to be. Um, yes, it's scary, but it's it's exciting, and it's it's whatever energy you choose to to grow. That's what's going to grow. So if it's all about the excitement, and that's what you're growing, yes, technically there you may experience you know some hard times, but the excitement will help you get through that. And then yes, if you're experiencing a lot of you know I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared. That's what you're feeding, and that's what you're going to get more of. So it's almost as if it's the lens. What lens are you choosing to to look at things with? You know, is it the, the lens of joy? Is it the lens of sadness? Is it the, the, the lens of whatever, love? Um, and you, you'll have the experience uh, uh, according to that. And that's linked with energy because emotions is, is energy. It's frequencies and vibrations. Uh, just some of the frequencies and vibrations of the emotions can be very heavy on the energy systems, but it's still, it's, it's, it's frequencies and vibrations. Um, it's energy. So you're always working with energy in some shape or, or form, really. So yes, I'm really excited to to be here. Go easy on me now, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I will. I mean, you you make I don't it. Have all the answers. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, you make it very easy to to connect. Um, I have to say, it's um, yeah, it's just a very open space. I mean, and yesterday, just the day when I when I was reflecting on it yesterday just you know um us dropping into the video shoot right away and and yeah. <laughs> me experiencing your work and 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 luke's work all at like throughout one day is uh, very powerful and and so i would just start off by um because like there's a broad variety of people listening and i never know the exact background of each one of them and so if I was to, <laughs> so let's say, you know, I also have children, for example, and if I was to meet you um, while picking up the kids and we started to have a conversation I was, and I was to ask you, so, uh, Nicolene, w what is it that you're doing? Um, 
I'm very selective who I share one with. So, <laughs> so how would you how how would you answer? Um, well, typically, I would kind of get a sense within myself, um, you know, in regards to. You know, is it safe to, you know, share exactly what it is that I do? But I do, you know, I would filter, you know, what it is that I I would say because I'm very aware that everybody is at a certain stage of awareness, um, so I'm always very mindful. Um, now, if that is that correct, is that not correct? I don't know. I I go with my intuition and I get a sense of, you know. It's okay for me to say I'm an energy healer, but usually, you know, when you say that, that's sometimes it feels as if you've opened up a whole can of worms, which is like, what is that? Like energy, what? It's like an energy healer. Um, but I have because I because I have a, a wide variety of uh, skill sets. So I'm also a, a, a past life hypnotherapist. So depending on who it is, sometimes I'll just be I'm a hypnotherapist. Um, but I'm also Reiki. So I'm also, um, you know, certified Reiki master and Reiki uh, teacher. So sometimes I'll say, oh, I'm, I'm a Reiki. Um, I'm a Reiki practitioner. So it depends on who I'm talking to. But the bottom line is, what am I? I'm an energy healer because I have ex- access to many, um, many tools that I use in order to assist someone to help them to heal themselves. So they heal themselves. I don't heal them. I'm just really good at knowing what techniques to help um, well, to use to help them so they can do that type of healing that they, they may need uh, at various stages uh, of their uh, journey. But yeah, to me, I suppose I made a peace with myself a few years ago that I'm not just a Reiki master, really. Um, I'm not just a hypnotherapist. I'm not just a forest bathing guy. And I'm not just an eco practitioner or a forest therapist. I'm all of that and more. But it became very obvious. I'm an energy healer. I'm absolutely fascinated by people's energy systems. I'm fascinated by, you know, why are people behaving the way they're behaving? Sure, they grew up with the same parents, right? But they're behaving so differently. It's as if they grew up with different parents. So I've always been fascinated with, you know, human beings and, you know, why they behave the way they behave and why is it that this one is always sick and this one isn't sick? And I've just always been fascinated uh, by that. But I guess what I was really fascinated was the energies involved in creating um, these behaviors and these patterns and people and, you know, these ailments or diseases that the people have. I just, I suppose I started to learn that these people knowingly or unknowingly are creating them and that blew my mind uh, and yeah I just I just started to be even more fascinated um, and wanted to learn more about you know the the energetic side of things so the energy is communicating with the physical body and it's communicating with it through ailments or diseases so, you know, it's like you have an earache and it's in the right part, you know, you have an earache and it's the right ear. Like before I got into the energy world, this is what I would have done. Oh God, let's go to the chemist and what 
pain relief can I get for the ear? So I try that first. Then it's not working. Oh, I better go to the doctors. I go to the doctors and chances are high. I probably prescribed uh, antibiotics and I'd work with that and then that would go away. And then fast forward, I'm into the energetic side of stuff. And then I'm learning that, oh, the right part, you know, is the male part of the energy and the left part is the female part of the energy and I'm like right okay and then you know the ear like what is what's that linked with well your ear is for listening Um, you're listening so it's part of your communication so then I'm like okay so if the energy is communicating to the physical body through an ailment, that means potentially I'm not hearing something and it's got to do with a male. So when I started to kind of, you know, work with that, I would then be able to stop getting earaches without the intervention of going to the doctors to get antibiotics or you know depending on pain levels now don't get me wrong i'm not sitting here and i'm like oh no don't be medicated i'm again no that's not the way i work if you need the medication you need the medication however i would just be putting it out there that like ask the questions like why are you getting this you know, why did you wake up today of all days and you have an earache? Sure, you were fine right up until that day. So why is that? And the clues then is which part of the body are you feeling what? So right part of the body linked with male. So when you look at linked with male, well, the main kind of person that would be your main kind of conditioner or your main influencer would be father. And then if you look at the left, then the main kind of shaper or conditioner is, is, is the mother. So when I started to kind of work with that, now I have, you know, um, within my experience here, I have challenges with mother and I have challenges with, you know, father. Uh, like the person that's on my birth third, it, it turns out is, is not my father. So I would be prone to diseases, let's say, that's linked with father energetically. So there's a bit of an imbalance in my system already. And it's just that as I started to do the work, you know, that way and work with myself that way, I very rarely go to the doctors now, but not because you know I'm avoiding going because I don't need to because a lot of things that comes up in my system I'm able to clear it myself mm. to a point where this then influences my children so my middle son as an example and I always you know refer to the earache thing because I feel that it's the easiest one to kind of you know work with and explain so my middle son would have experienced a, a lot of, you know, ear aches as well. And I would always be like, is this the left ear or is it the right ear? Because typically it always starts in a certain part of the energy system. It tends to start either in the right part or the left part. It actually very rarely just starts straight in the middle. Typically it's a little bit more dominant in one part. So that's the clue. So with him, I was like, ooh, left ear or right ear? If it's the right ear, then it's dad. If it's the left ear, then it's me. 
oh dear. So, you know, even with that and acknowledging and, you know, me then going, okay, so he has a pain in his left ear. So that means potentially either he can't hear himself around me or or he feels that, you know, um, I can't hear him. Um, and that's, you know, when I started to work with that and started to cater uh, to my uh, children uh, through that, less trips to the doctors because they they have needs and their energy systems is actually communicating those needs so it also helped me to come to the realization that you know out there in the world um we have this thing of you know you, you need food you need shelter you need to be clothed and okay yes you know this generation is all oh, you need to love you know you need to love your kids you need to love yourself but there's another key component there which isn't spoken about enough which is that everybody wants to you know be seen and they want to hear themselves they want to be able to hear themselves around other people so where the child is getting you know earaches here and there those are warnings that they're not getting something and that the, the something that they're not getting is the sense of I'm not able to hear myself around these people. Um, I'm not um, hearing myself around these people. And that can escalate then to, to more serious uh, ailments then. Because if you think about it, you get years of, I can't, I'm not, you know, I can't hear myself. I can't, you know, I don't feel that they're hearing me. That's then linked with, you can't see yourself because you're not getting validated. So you can't see yourself. So what's that going to lead to? It's going to lead to low self-worth, low self-esteem, um, issues with loving yourself, um, potentially anxiety, potentially depression, um, and it can go on and on and on. So where the children are young and these ailments are, are, are coming in, I would want to be asking the question, where did it originally show up in the body? And um, because there are clues and the clues are, are, can be linked to the chakras as well. So the large energy points. So in the Reiki modality, there is the belief that there are seven large energy points. So I'm calling them seven large energy points, but that's not what they say. They say it's chakras. But to me, you know, it's large energy points and those large energy points, they're governing different parts of a person's energy system. So if you're looking at, you know, the throat, that's linked with the ears as well. It's kind of this part of the energy system. So that's communicating. Um, and so if there's stuff going on with the ears, then the throat chakra, there's imbalances in there because think about, you know, communication. It, there is elements in there of being able to hear yourself. It's part of, you know, oh, they hear me. So that means I, I, I'm validated. Uh, that means, you know, um, I, I, I mean something. That means that I'm needed. So... <laughs> If they're not getting that, then it's the opposite. So I would imagine then that over time, there's a built up of a feeling of, I'm not needed. Mm. Um, and that's gonna affect your, 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 your self-worth. 
Um, and to me then, that's probably one of the avenues for depression then. Because if that's going on over long periods of time, that's probably in, uh, in another level of that uh, ailment or disease that originally just came in as, a, as an earache or a sore throat. So a sore throat would also be linked with the throat chakra you know, colds, flu, stuff like, you know, cough, stuff like that. Well, it's linked with other parts of the energy system, but anything kind of with the throat, with the ears, it's the throat. So it's the throat chakra. So, you know, are, are they being heard? Are they being seen? Um, and, you know, when I do my work, nine times out of, out of 10, I'll get, you know, without my energetic skill sets, I'll get that sense of like, oh, you know, they, they didn't get this as a child. And as a result, you know, they're, they're behaving a, a, a certain way. So they're trying to, you know, fill that gap in uh, themselves. And sometimes they can fill that gap in in a healthy way. And then sometimes they can fill that gap in in an unhealthy way. So, you know, to, to start to really work with, with people or, you know, the, the energy systems is really important and an understanding. I mean, you don't have to know the ins and outs of the energy systems, but the basic kind of understanding, which is taught in Reiki level one, you know, where you're learning that, you know, this part of the energy system is governing, you know, certain parts of the body. It's a good starting point. And I'm a big advocate for Reiki level one being taught to as many people as possible. Over the pandemic, I actually lost track of how many times I, you know, channeled Reiki for my children or channeled Reiki for for friends or, or for certain family members. Um, it's to balance the whole energy system, but it's it's really them balancing their, their own energy um, system. Um, so it's as if the battery has gone low and by you channeling the Reiki energy in them, you've given them two pairs of fresh batteries or three pairs of fresh batteries, whatever it is that they were looking for. So then it's like, ooh, I, you know, it's not that the problem has gone away. It's just there's a bit more juice in the tank now for them to be able to, to navigate their way through uh, the experience uh, that they're, they're having. So that's kind of one way of kind of looking at all of that. Yeah, well, mm, whole world opening up <laughs> right there. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, beautiful. Mm, now, you were touching a little bit on, you know, um, and I think this is something that I'm getting a lot when talking to people who are not frequently in contact with energy healing um, modalities of that sort. Um, and I am myself looking into uh, like a path that might work for me also to really educate myself in a specific area and um, while on the lookout for different modalities that might resonate with me I come across you know this sort of like always like this intersection of um, like let's say alternative medicine and then just like conventional sorts of medicine yeah. um now i would be very curious on where you distinguish the two and um also for example with your children yes sometimes you know they will come home and they you know they'll have some ailment um how do you 
differentiate you know so this is now really something where we need to you know potentially see a doctor or no um i want to you know do a session with them um to investigate where the origin of this is coming from or where maybe both is working so i would be curious on um what you what you say about yeah. that and i uh, have you maybe uh, talk slightly a little bit more into the microphone yeah sure yes yeah, um yeah that's a really good question so for me um it's very clear that if there is a break like how the hell are you going to heal that um so for me you know if they've broken something i'm going straight to the doctors but i will start to channel reiki energy into their energy systems to help them with any blockages that will start coming through to the energy system so blockages you know i can kind of explain it in different ways but one of the things that would be under a blockage is trapped emotions so th th that is an energy block, an emotion that is stuck in the energy system or is trapped in the energy system. That's an energetic block. Um, but there are many energetic blocks um, there could be blocks in the system and it's karma related. There could be blocks in the system because, you know, there's the, the soul has experienced soul loss or soul fragments. So there's gaps in there. I mean, I could talk about this stuff like for a few months, but just kind of sticking with uh, with Reiki. So in regards to that, that my child has fallen. I'm bringing them to the hospital because, you know, I get the set, they've broken something. I, I, I'm not going to be trying to like treat them, uh, you know, I'm, I'm like, no. Herbal infusion. Yeah, I'm like, you know, hospital now. Um, so th that's, that's kind of, I suppose that's kind of one of my uh, gauges. But then in regards to, I always kind of get that sense of, Ooh, okay, you've had this, you know, a couple of times in regards to an ear, you know, ear infection or, or throat uh, infection. Now, if the temperatures are through the roof, I'm also not going to be hanging around, you know, waiting um, to see what else is, is, is going to happen. I'm, I'm bringing them to the doctors. I'm bringing them to the, to the, the hospital. So, you know, if, if you, they're starting to complain um, about their ear as an example or their troth as an example and there isn't a temperature for me I suppose to be honest with you I always kind of start to channel the Reiki energy um, into their energy systems because I do understand that whatever is happening physically it's also happening energetically so the doctors will deal with the physical stuff but I'm an energy healer, so I'm going to deal with the energetic stuff. So there is a difference. Now, in regards to the energetic side of stuff, I also understand that things start first in the energy side of stuff. And it comes into the physical body kind of at the more at the end. So whatever has been happening uh, to that person, it's been happening within the energy system for for it could be for certain periods of time so it, it it doesn't have a choice then and it's it tries to communicate with like a you know little pains here or there but that's why i started to notice that where are they feeling this pain this pain that mysteriously comes in for 20 minutes 
or this you know it doesn't feel right in a certain part of their system and it's just for a few minutes those are the beginnings of a warning that something is not working properly within the energy system and it will just keep escalating it and escalating it to a point where this person now is in constant pain um so for me it's always about yes channel the the reiki energy into the person's energy system to you know move shift balance the whole system and that is going to help them um and then you're kind of going from from there but our youngest son as an example um he uh, had a um he had an accident whereby he ended up, you know, needing um, medical intervention and he, you know, he had to have an operation on the side of his face. Now, as an energy healer, did you think then I was like, oh, no, we're not bringing you to hospital. I'm going to like give you a shitload of Reiki and then you're going to be going, eh, eh, eh. No, because there is physical requirements um, uh, there. And the that you know that's what the doctors are are there for so with that the minute i you know kind of assessed i went no he would like we need to go straight into a and e and that's exactly what what we did and you know um then we were advised that oh he you know he needs an operation because of the 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 size of the the cut and the type of cut and he needed a little bit of plastic surgery as well because of where the cut was Mm. So I'm very grateful, you know, for, you know, a lot of people complain about the Irish medical uh, system, but I feel that where they, you know, you really need them and it's a proper emergency, they're amazing. Absolutely uh, amazing. Um, Crumlin Children's Hospital, amazing. Tala Children's Hospital, amazing, amazing, amazing. Very, very grateful to them. So in Crumlin, they did his, you know, operation. But then as an energy healer, I was like, oh, Jesus, I better, you know, um, tune into his energy and see, you know, what's what's going on. So when we were there waiting to be seen, I started to channel the Reiki energy into his energy system to help him to be a little bit more calmer in, in himself. And that's what we got. And, you know, like the I remember the nurse seeing him and looking at the severity of his cut and you could see she was like, gosh, why is he like, you know, kids with this type of injuries would be screaming their head off, whereas he was quite chilled. But that's the effects of Reiki. So it's good at calming the energy uh, system. Can you can you elaborate on how uh, what it means that when you say um, that uh, you are channeling the Reiki energy into a system? So what what is happening? Yeah. Here? So what it is is a there's a bit of a lack of an of an understanding in regards to Reiki. Well, like what is Reiki? Like people think that like you're pulling it from somewhere, and where are you pulling it from? And I'm like, okay, this is source energy. So this is where you have to really open your your mind. Now, before I go into that, every single person has Reiki energy in them already. So that's we have to start from there. Mm. So, you know, you're, you're not able to channel an energy into someone that they don't already have. So everybody has chi energy or reiki energy or ki energy or prana energy. I mean, look at the Chinese medicine. 
look at the you know the the indian medicine like that's been around for what centuries and they were aware that every single human being has an energetic side to them and so they were treating people not just physical body only they were treating the energetic sides of of people for for centuries so that's why you're able to see in you know chinese medicine they talk about the different organs that the heart is where the joy is so you know hint that's where the the love the joy emotions is stored and as an energy healer i've started to see that like jesus the emotions are actually created um and uh, stored in these uh, organs in 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 people and that's been fascinating for for me so you know people experiencing a lot of anger and then you're seeing that they there's liver issues and i'm like oh wow that's really interesting so you know then you're you know if you're you're looking at the linking it with the you know the the right part of the energy system left part of the energy system and i look at you know some people coming in and you know they have issues with um their breasts for example and it's the the right uh, uh breast that's lack of nurture from father that's what that message is and if that continues for you know long periods of time they're going to need you know medical support for for the 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 physical body and the left part then would be would be mother so i always find it it you know really interesting that all this is available out there but i suppose it's only kind of i feel um for me personally it's only kind of now am i going okay i'll talk about that now it, it like obviously a few years ago if you were to talk like this you'd be put into a mental institute or you, you know you, you you just wouldn't go there or you'd be given all sorts of titles that wouldn't really be appropriate so I can understand why not everybody is in a rush to have these types of, of com- conversations. And, you know, when I even when I'm talking, I'm very aware that certain people are at certain levels of their their journeys whereby they are very aware of energy to a point where they can see spirit. Uh, they can communicate with spirit they can communicate with um, you know certain energy beings and even that alone there are people out there that'll be like that's just weird you know that like they're nuts that's not normal um you know that's the devil were you know i've heard all of that and some you know worse comments so I just bring it back to where are you in your level of awareness? So this is your consciousness. Where are you in the relationship that you have with energy? So where I am in the relationship I have with energy is that I can see colors sometimes. I can see spirit sometimes. I can hear spirit sometimes um that's where i am um so it's really on an individual case by case basis 
And where is that person in the relationship that they have with energy? But this is linked with where is that person in the relationship that they have with themselves from the spiritual side? So to me, I have the belief that everybody has access to seeing spirit, talking to spirit, you know, but maybe that's not where they're at. But it's a little bit more than that because you have to factor in, you know, there's soul contracts, there's karma, there's, um, you know, past life experiences, you know, and those are all going to be factors in regards to why someone has that kind of a relationship with energy to start off with. So I have another belief where I believe that, you see these like outrageous surgeons that you have around and you're you're like how is it that they're able to do that type of of work like all the surgeons were trained the same way more or less but they are just outrageously miraculous surgeons I have a theory that it's because in a past life or in some previous past past lives they were surgeons and so they're tapping into something that's a lot deeper uh, than just the experience they've had now. And that's also linked then with energy healers or with psychics. They've used those abilities before. So that's why then I feel that they're able to connect with those abilities faster because sure, that muscle has been exercised. It's been used before. So it's a it's it's muscle memory. Um, and it's in the soul. So they're able to, you know, potentially tap into that and utilize that, those abilities a lot faster than somebody else who didn't use those abilities before. So for me, I'm a clairsentient. So I'm sensing, I'm good at sensing energy, but everybody has that. There's many types of clairs, clairsensing, clairvoyance, clairaudits, clairknowing. There's so many clairs. I used to think there was only one clair, which was a clairvoyant. And then I learned that actually there's loads of other types of clairs. And then I was like, oh, which one am I? Um, so clair uh, sentient. So you're, you're sensing energy. That would be the primary thing. So it's like you walk into a room and you, 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 you know, you haven't been in that room before, but you can tell straight away what's happening because you've, you've sensed things. And it's also where you're around certain people and you can sense that they're in fear mode. Um, you don't even have to look at them. You just kind of get that sense and, you know, you'll communicate with them a certain way and then they'll think that you're amazing. Um, but what you were doing is that you were sensing. So you start to talk to them using certain tones um, and that will help kind of, you know, soothe, soothe them. Mm-hmm. So that's like to me that, you know, there are certain people that are out there that probably already have that, but maybe they haven't tapped into into it or they they're not acknowledging that that is an ability that that they have but everybody has loads of abilities so how was your journey with that like i imagine um it it without the context and some sort of knowledge about what or names you can or identification of 
what it is that you are experiencing very intuitively maybe um, might also be scary or I don't know, like you, you don't really know what you're dealing with. So how was your experience with, with experiencing, let's say, energetic sensitivity and, and then the journey to right up until where you are right now? Yeah, so to be honest with you, there was a lot of confusion. Um, and I was experiencing anxiety, I was experiencing depression, and then I would learn that I've I've been absorbing other people's energy, mm. and that some of the anxiety is my anxiety, and some of the anxiety is other people's anxiety. And the same for depression as well, and that was really interesting for me. So I started to you know, work with myself whereby I'd be doing, you know, check-ins with myself. And I'd be like, you know, how are you feeling? You know, where are you feeling? What? Okay, perfect. And then I would go and be around someone. And then I started to notice and be able to differentiate, hold on, that's their stuff. This is my stuff. And as soon as I started to be able to do that, Then I started to be able to pick up on things from other people's uh, energy systems. But I didn't realize I was picking up things from people's energy systems. I just thought that I was really good at guessing stuff. And I was like, oh, she's going to tell me that her fella's done the dirt on her. And then she'd say that. And I'd be like, oh, Jesus, <laughs> ha ha. But obviously not ha ha to the experience the person is having. And also things like, you know, numbers. I'd be like, oh, I'm guessing, you know, this number is going to come up. And then the number would come up. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> But this was just you know really i'm just reading people's energy systems but not connecting with that at all and then sometimes i would get comments from you know people and they'll be like i feel like you're reading my mind nicolene and i'd be like i'm not because i was like no i'm definitely not i'm not definitely not reading your your mind but i i just started to be able to connect with people a certain way but didn't really know i was connecting um, with them that way or you know in work I would just kind of get that sense of like you know you need to ask her out for coffee and you know just you know have a chat with her and they would just you know cry and tell me all sorts and I'd be like whoa I was not expecting that I just got a sense that I need to bring her for coffee and then you know she would be feeling great and then I wouldn't so I'm after absorbing and I just wasn't registering that. But yeah, kind of going back to what did I start to do? I just started to check in with myself and know that, you know, this is what's going on with me. And then I started to notice I'm around certain people and this is what's coming in, but it's not my stuff and differentiating. And it seemed to start to work better then because, you know, I it, it's their stuff. Can I transmute, transform and send that energy back to them? Yes, I can through talking. So that's what I started to do. Um, 
Um, and that helped me a lot. So when I have people that come in as clients and they have anxiety or they have depression, I start saying to them, hmm, you know, are you checking in with yourself or how do you check in with yourself before you, you know, you go to be around certain people? And when I have that kind of conversation with them and I explain, you know, why I'm saying that, they also start to notice things that and they start coming back saying, oh, wow, I, I noticed it like this is my stuff. That's their stuff. And it's it's helping them to just manage their stuff and not be managing other people's uh, things in their energy system as well. But this also helps me to see that whoever is vibrating the highest, they're supplying the energy to whoever is vibrating the lowest. And that is a whole other topic. Mm. And I was like, whoa, hold on. So how can I, with this understanding now, how can I work with myself a, a certain way? So that's where I would go back to Reiki again, because with Reiki, you're tuning into source energy. But you're tuned in there and you're meant to be getting that energy regularly. But if you have blocks, you know, if the sink is 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 blocked, it's not going to be fully doing its job. So that's like a human being. It's like some parts of the energy system is blocked like a sink. So, it, you know, you need to keep clearing it out so it, it does the full job. So in regards to you're getting the energy uh, from source, it just dawned on me that, gosh, everybody should be doing Reiki daily because with with level one, it's self Reiki and you're learning how to pull the energy from from source. Yeah, I was just about to ask how how that then actually works for. I mean, two stages. First of all, how those blockages get created, I would be curious. Blockages can be created kind of based on what I touched on earlier, which is emotions. So let's say the energy system starts to get overwhelmed through an experience and it's because it's different emotions coming in. So let's say my youngest son is an example. Um, he's feeling scared. He's, you know, he's feeling sad. You know, he's, he's feeling frustrated. He's feeling angry. That's a lot of emotions, you know, coming through the energy yeah. system all, all at once. He, he's feeling a lot of fear. That's a lot to be dealing with. So what the what I've noticed that the what the energy system does when it becomes, you know, quite overwhelmed is that it looks like it has like a survival mechanism where it will park things. So it parks some of the emotions with the intentions of going back to process it. But what you know what the challenge is is that we live in a fast-paced world and everything is like go 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 and what's for tomorrow and you know next week and you know what, what are you doing for holidays it's january yeah what are you doing for your summer holiday and then summer holidays oh what, what are you doing for christmas uh we're we're, we're in june christmas we're talking about christmas all right so we're very future 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 so we're not present we're not present so as a byproduct, we're going to we're going to trap emotions. If we were present, we would be able to work with the emotion and we would be able to process it. But if the system is getting overrun by all these different emotions, it has no choice. It has to park it somewhere. So it will park it in the heart. 
It will park it in the lungs. It will park it in the liver. It will park it wherever it can park it. Um, but typically it's linked to where it's kind of being created. So if it's linked with kind of joy stuff, it's going to be parked in the in the heart. So we're not present. And as a result, we're trapping emotions, i.e. we're creating energetic blocks. So it's 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 important to tap into practices that allow you to process uh, emotions. You know, like I remember years ago, I started to get the idea that like, Jesus, we're here to master our emotions, basically. Um, the, the this earth school, it, it, you have to master your emotions. Um, and there's elements of truth in that. Um, it is about your ability to to process your your emotions and some emotions are easy to process and some emotions are very hard to to process and those emotions can be very heavy um energetically in the energy systems that's why when someone is depressed it's heavy emotions sadness is a heavy emotion and fear is a heavy emotion frustration is a heavy emotion anger is a heavy emotion resentment is a heavy emotion they're all very heavy emotions love is a light emotion you know so you know heavy emotions that's you know the work is in being able to process your emotions if you don't want to have energy blocks you have to become partially good at processing uh, your emotions is there an indication for people working with those energies um sensitive of those energies um to whether um the process of of processing is completed is there completion at all um and what how can i how can i sense that because i would just out of very personal uh, curiosity i would i would consider myself somebody um who is definitely at least motivated and like focused on not pushing stuff away parking things um however i'm um sometimes dealing with stuff from years ago yeah so i'd be like Isn't that done? (laughs) Aren't we done with that? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I have a lot of those experiences. Um, Yes, I can definitely relate to that. I have a lot of those experiences where I'm like, almost like the the kid in the car, you know, that's going, are we there yet? (laughs) Are we there yet? You know, basically, am I done with that emotion? Am I done with that emotion? (laughs) That emotion again? Am I done? And yeah, I, you know, I kind of laugh with myself in regards to that. The, The bottom line is you'll never be done with the emotions the the emotions are part of the human experience and the emotions are there to do a job and they do a bloody good job so it's where you start to shift your focus and you start to look at it as something that is designed to work with you mm. versus it's something that's designed to work against anger is designed to work against me oh my god sadness is designed to work against me oh my god i'm like no It's designed to help you to move and shift energy within yourself. Yes, some of the emotions is light 
And yes, some of the emotions is heavy, but it has a job to do and it does a bloody good job. So when I started to kind of look at it like that, my fear of emotions reduced Mm. and I started to be able to sit with some of the more harder uh, emotions, but with the mindset of you're really good at doing your job. I'm really feeling like shit, but (laughs) this is not going to last, right? When I learn what I'm supposed to learn with this emotion you're gonna go on vacation right (laughs) and that's what started to happen so when I work with my clients I say things to them like imagine your house and you know the house is perfect okay and you know let's say it's a two-bedroom house or three-bedroom whatever size house you want to imagine imagine that and then I go imagine now there's a knock on the door and you're like wondering who is it and you open that door and then there is a person there and it looks like you and they're going hi I'm Joy can I come in to do some spring cleaning you're like oh Joy yeah come on in come on into my house so Joy will come in and she'll be doing spring cleaning and then there's another knock on the door and you're all right with joy yeah work away in all the different rooms there that's grand and then there's another knock on the door and you open it and it's kind of looks like you again and then you know she's going hi i'm sadness can i come in and do some spring cleaning and you're like hell no Boom. close the door right and then there's another knock And you open it and it's sadness again. And she might be at this for a while. And then you just get to a stage where you're like, oh, for for goodness sakes, okay, come in. There's two things then that's going on there. One, it's there to do a job. The emotions is there to do a job. But it's up to you how long you want to work with that emotion. You can say, okay, that's enough now. Can you please leave? And then at another stage, they will come back in because they still have work to do. So that's how I kind of explain that, like, look, you're that house. These emotions, they have a job to do. They're designed to work with you. So the longer you leave sadness out, the more it's going to be knocking on your door, knocking on your door, knocking to to a point where you're going to have to let them in to do that vital work that it's it's meant to do for you so that's kind of how I I've decided to work with emotions and based on the your house um, theory as well this is where I started to see that this is where you can tell I'm 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 married to someone who used to be in the building business so I'm talking about you know houses and 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 tools uh, thanks very much to my <laughs> husband Luke <laughs> for that <laughs> so in regards to you know your house you have a bathroom you've got bedrooms garden let's say and it's brand new you got a brand new you haven't been doing any work you haven't been doing any work at all and bathroom issues with toilets or whatever things aren't working and you know same thing again you decide to hire someone to help you with 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 stuff going on in your house and they rock up and they have a hammer and you're like well 
the repairs that need to happen in my house. I wonder how far that hammer is uh, gonna go. So this is where it became very obvious to me. We need different tools. So this is where Reiki is a tool, past life hypnosis is a tool, yoga is a tool, breath work is a tool, Kundalini is a tool, talk therapy is a tool. So each one of those tools will do something to help you repair. But your best bet is to tap into all of it. Because that's when you'll be able to make those repairs that you really want to make. So that's why I always find it fascinating that it's all about talk therapy. And I'm like, that's just one tool. Sure, I could have plumbing issues. Is the talk therapy going to help me with my plumbing issues? So this is where I really started to grow within myself and come to the realization that you need loads of different types of tools, um, i.e. techniques, to be able to help you to... to um, repair things within your 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 system um, and when I started to work with that I started to get some amazing results um, and I don't have just so we're very clear I don't have any issues with you know talk therapy or anything like that I believe it's a fantastic tool but it's just one tool and it could be that it's the hammer and the, the hammer can only do so much in the energy system. So that's where I started to see that, you know, what does this modality do? What, what, what can it do to help me? Um, and that's also why I started to train in specific modalities because those modalities are very effective. So I trained in past life hypnosis because it helps a person get to the root cause of their issue. True healing to me will require for the person to know what is the root cause of this. Otherwise, you're just going to be putting band-aids, patches mm. on people and they're not going to be really able to, to fully heal that, that, that wound. So, you know, what does Reiki do? Reiki balances the whole energy system. So I also came to the conclusion that we really need Reiki. Um, and, you know, people out there might disagree, but for me, I'm good with my learnings and my understanding and what's working and what's not working. So Reiki is important because if, let's say, for example, you have a past life uh, experience that's the mind stuff and it may be linked with physical stuff but you've just after tapping into maybe two parts of the energy uh, system there and i'm like well if you've done that let's balance the whole system it will be more effective so a lot of the work that i do I will do that, but I'll, I, I'll be doing Reiki with it as well to balance the whole energy system. So it's like, um, 
you know, there's something up with the, I don't know, washing machine or something and they fix a, a, a certain part. Well, then for me, I'm like, let's, you know, clean everything else in, in here. Um, and that's going to allow for that to work better. Right. Um, so, you know, they, they, you do certain fixes in certain parts of the, of the energy system. I'm like, that's amazing. That's great. But while you're at it, clean up the whole thing as uh, as well so it's I have that belief and I and I work uh, uh, with that so it's like the same as well for you know trapped emotion sessions where I'm able to tune into the energy system and identify you know energetic blocks or specific trapped emotions I have techniques to be able to to release it. I'm like, yeah, that's great. You've just had a, you know, clean out of the heart. Now, how is that going to affect the rest of the energy system? What tool can you use to now balance the whole energy uh, system? Reiki. Yeah, I I wanted to uh, ask you uh, while talking about this, um, because you said at the beginning that you are assisting in helping them, you know, in their healing journey, but essentially they heal themselves. Yes. Um, so I would be curious on how that process is then like taking place, um, because, yeah, I just had a session with you. And so um, I and I saw you working on someone as well. And um in that particular case, there was like, like quite a, a visual release, I would say, or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, and that was an energetic block being released and you, she reacted to it. And then yeah. the joy kind of came in of like, oh, that's not there anymore. Um, yeah. So basically what's like your work and what's the work of the client you're working on or the person you're working on? Yeah. So. I'll kind of I'll I'll try to kind of explain it through the the you know through the Reiki modality let's say so first of all the mind has to be very very open to this otherwise you're going to be listening going what the hell is this and who is this <laughs> person um so you're you, in the energy world you're working with unseen energy but some of us are able to see that energy um and so th that's where we have i feel that that's where energy healers have that challenge because they are able to see the unseen energy that some people aren't so this is why i started to explain it's the relationship you have with energy and where are you because if you're at a certain level then you can see the energy if you're not you're not going to be seeing it but that's okay because that's where you are and and that's fine and that's where somebody else is and that's fine so in regards to you know what's happening so the the energy is coming from source and it's being channeled so in the reiki modality it's you know entering into the crown so there's a there's a chakra there the crown chakra it's entering in there and the reiki energy is it's intuitive so it already knows you know how to work with that person um and so it knows when it's channeled in that oh you know, I need to focus more in the, the, the legs because there is energy blocks there. But then, you know, what is the, the Reiki practitioner doing then? If the energy is so intuitive, sure, they just channel it and just stand there and just watch. Um, so what do they do? So what they can do is that they can direct the energy. The energy healer can direct the energy. So there's an electromagnetic 
you know energy like feels you know in your in your hands mm-hmm. um and the the person you know has energetic fields uh um you know within them uh, as well so you're working with that so let's say it knows that there is an an energy block for example in the the legs well when i'm you know gliding my hands over the energy i can start to you know get sensations that like Ooh, it feels heavy here. It doesn't feel light like it felt in the other parts of the energy system. So you get sensations, but it's messages kind of coming through the palms of the hand. Now, it's a bit more than that, but I'm just kind of choosing to explain it uh, this way. So it's the information, let's say it's coming through the palms of the hand and you're getting a sense of it feels, you know, heavy. So th- that then is a sign that like something's not right here, let's say. So this is where we're trained in symbols um, and the symbols are further instructions for the for for what you're looking for the energy to do, let's say. So with those symbols, let's say, for example, one of the symbols is to um, bring in more light, because think about it. If you're in a dark place, what are you going to be looking for? You're going to be looking for light. So this is the same in emotions some of the emotions can be very heavy so they're dark technically um so you need light more light to be put into that area and then you know it may start to disperse so that's kind of what i was doing uh, in regards to um the experience that you saw me giving reiki to to someone is that i identified that there's a there is potentially an energetic block there because it's feeling heavier than the rest of the energy system so i have some options so i have symbols and for me putting more light into that area is kind of my one of my go-to and so as i you know gave the energy instructions of let's put more light in here um, let's put more light in here, more light in here. You saw she reacted. I didn't touch her. I was just hovering. So her own, um, her own energy system, you know, it has that extra energy. So it's able to do that extra work. And so she reacts through the movement and then she's getting the, oh, you know, and I check in with her. Is that, how does that feel now? Um, and she's not feeling anything in the, the legs. There's, there's no unusual sensations for her now in the, the leg because it's been balanced. The energy block has been unblocked. So that's why people feel lighter after Reiki sessions because they're going around with, excuse the language, a shitload of energy blocks, a shitload of trapped emotions. So when they go in, um, the assistance is given to them to be able to kind of release things. And depending on who the Reiki practitioner is, they may be able to specifically tell them what has been released. I don't really do that because I feel that it's good enough that they've trusted and they've come in. Um, so I just keep it simple. And I'm like, your, you know, your energy system is as balanced as possible. Now, I, I never say it's 100 percent balanced because that's not true. It will balance to like 85 percent, you know, at most 90 percent if you're really lucky. 
and it doesn't balance fully because the soul comes into the physical world preloaded with uh, trapped emotions um, and it's under inherited trapped emotions from ancestors so it has agreed to inherit certain trapped emotions from the ancestors and this is where sometimes people are calling it you have karma so it can be you know through the ancestors and it can be you know through experiences that it has had before and it wasn't able to fully process those emotions so it carries it uh, in the next experience so that's also one of the reasons why i trained in past life hypnosis because some people are able to conceive the images that they get through past life hypnosis and some are not and some are able to conceive the idea that oh there you know you can tune into my energy system and you can release trapped emotions and those trapped emotions could potentially have been linked with some past life experiences that I've had so I meet people where they are at and I use the tool that they are going to be able to work with and then I kind of go from from there so I don't use even though I'm trained in all these tools I don't use tools with my clients that they're not ready to conceive um, I always work at their level, their pace, and what they are open to, and what they're what they're able uh, for. So that's why I, you know, working with me, I always suggest let's start with Reiki first, and let's see how you know you get on there. And the different experiences that they have in the Reiki sessions, each time they have a Reiki session, it opens them up a bit more. Um, you know, they start to go, whoa. I went into her and my back was sore and I'm coming out and my back isn't sore. She didn't give me any medication there, did she? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I gave you, I tapped you into your own natural medicine and you fixed yourself. So when that starts to come in for them, then they start to be a little bit more open to some of the other techniques that is, 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 you know is available um and to me th that's my job done because it's to assist in the ascension of as many souls as possible but that's linked with helping them you know whenever i get given the opportunity to help them to open their minds a little bit more so that's why i talk about how open is your mind <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanted to ask you um, to, of, uh, about the role of the mind as I've um, been on a journey th through that myself. And now we are in Ireland. I'm, I was born and raised in Germany. So it's very Western, right? Very, very Western. And how we are conditioned is, as far as I observe it, very cognitive-based and very mind-heavy. And so when I was first moving also into any sort of like intuition and intuitive guidance and tools, yeah. um, I was feeling like I've entered like a whole new world, you know, and it's completely unknown yeah. territory for me. Um, and I was feeling all sorts of things. Um, and it'll be like this inner dialogue of like, on the one hand, understanding that like the very thing that I'm doing, which is like thinking and overly thinking is like sort of prohibiting me of actually receiving the medicine at its full potential because I'm blocking it with my intellect some yeah. in, in some way. But um, 
yeah anyway that's like was my observation but like i'm curious on how how your experiences with that are and those of your of your clients and maybe to also speak to some of the listeners who might you know have similar thoughts what what you would say to them yeah so um yeah for for me as i was kind of talking about as i i usually kind of suggest reiki first because reiki has been around for quite some time and you know the 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 curiosity would be enough for them to try a session Mm -hmm. and i believe that's good enough so try a session and start with Reiki, especially if you're on a spiritual journey or you've started to, you know, come to the idea that like, oh, Jesus, I'm not alone. Like, it feels like there are things going on that I'm not quite aware of. I can't quite put my hand on it. Or sometimes what will happen is someone will go to a breathwork class and they'll have an experience and that's enough. You know, they'll have an experience that will trigger for them to start to realize that there's more going on than I care to even understand or acknowledge. That's, you know, some people will try out a Kundalini activation or Kundalini yoga even, and they'll have an experience and they'll go, whoa. To, like there's something else um so to me it's just just try something and um, but reiki is a good one um to start with and i have tried many other modalities but i feel that anyone who's embarking on a on a spiritual journey of any level um reiki would be a, a good one to to start with um and then go from 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 there because you see what will what what i see happen over and over and over is that when it is physical pain and the physical pain stops during the session or the minute the session is finished then that's kind of tangible evidence that like something has happened you know and whether they know the how or the if or the when or what it's irrelevant because they don't have a choice now they have to acknowledge that like something major happened there you know i literally went in and i was in pain and now i've no pain like how is that even possible so now the mind is open because it's like we just had technically an impossible experience right so what else is possible and to me that's perfect the, to me that they've been opened just enough for them to explore other things or to come back and and try again and i have clients that have never done reiki before and they'll do reiki with me and they'll say things like i'm lost for words i actually don't know how to describe the experience i've just had but all i know is i feel great or they'll be i feel lighter or they'll say you know things like this is a profound experience and to me because i'm used to working with the energy i'm like welcome to the energy world (laughs) but what 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 that's allowing um is that they're allowing themselves to connect 
with the spirit part of themselves mm. so in school it's you know the physical stuff the physical the physical and that's all they'll keep hearing physical you know so they're it's about the physical body body mind you know the spirit's not really coming in too much well it depends on the religion um but it's not coming in too much but when you allow yourself to you know start to tap into you know reiki as an example you're you're starting to allow for you to start to connect with the spirit part of you and for the record we're all spirits that's why we can communicate with spirits that's why we can talk to spirits that's why we're able to do that because there is a spirit living in a physical body so that's what that's really about but someone you know has to open their mind to that idea and if they're not opening their mind to that idea that's their journey uh, and that's fine i'm not one of these that's like no everybody has opened their mind everyone has to like know that they are a spirit i'm like listen i don't know what karma they're carrying and you know what that entails maybe for this experience they're not meant to be that open um so where i have those levels of understanding it allows me to really meet everybody where they are at and just work with them where they are at and um that's kind of really it you know um but i i get great joy when i facilitate reiki uh, sessions in particular where i know that their mind has been blown and now it's like wow there's like there's other stuff out there <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i have to admit that uh <laughs> Although I said I did not want to, uh, yeah, it's funny, it's funny. Um, I had some of those as well, friends and family. Um, And I also find it very, like, I feel like that the most influential thing that I personally can do is, like, pretty much, like, work on myself. And then whenever I'm in contact with people, they're like, dude, you, you're in good shape. Inside and out, like something, something's <laughs> happening. Um, and so I found that always to be very powerful um, also when it comes to, yeah, and also just like experiencing it, you know, really yourself. So, yeah, just that that's like my little advertisement is just like to really, yeah, give it a try. Like you say, do it, do a session, feel for yourself. Yeah. And then you are not speaking about something, but you're speaking from something, right? From the experience. And that's so much deeper. Um, So, mm, yeah, that really, yeah, it's really resonating with me. Um, Now, (laughs) I wanted to ask you something else. Um, (laughs) More like about, yeah, also just, just you basically um as as a you know incarnated being um <laughs> who has like you know also a story and like um um just like a context and uh, with you i was just like experiencing three children that you brought to this to this world and i i just it's something that I haven't yet experienced. Uh, I'm looking forward to experiencing myself. So um, I just wanted to ask you how how that is for you to be um, a mother. Mm, gosh, yeah. Uh, be, being a being a mother, um, 
It's amazing. Um, you learn so much. Um, and it's funny because when you're the daughter, you have a totally different experience. But for me, uh, being a, 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 a mother, it's, it's a... It, it's very enriching, really. Um, now, why am I saying really? As if like there's an if, buts and maybe uh, in there. And of course there is. Um, it, it's a, it's a, it is. It's a, it's a tough role to play, um, especially when you want to do it. You want to do a good job. You, you, you know, you, you, you want to fulfill that role to the best of your uh, ability. Um, if I look at the type of mother that I was with my daughter, it's very different to the type of mother that I've, you know, I am now with, you know, my my other two uh, children. So this is where I'm saying that you know, being a mother is 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 amazing, but there are a lot of lessons to be learned through your children, um, and. I started to really understand why in certain cultures they say children are a gift. Um, but I also understand that sometimes when you have these gifts, you may want to return them, but there's no return policies. <laughs> um, but like, oh, like, you know, at a, at a, at a deeper, more serious level, it's a very... Um, enriching uh, experience it's it's not easy at times and at times it is easy it's a it's a hard role to to pull off but it is also the most fulfilling the most fulfilling role especially whereby you know like I'm speaking from my experience of not having a great relationship with my own mother and so this means that a lot of my conditioning and beliefs, you know, it wouldn't be great um, because I don't have those uh, experiences of being hugged and, you know, being told that they're proud of me or or being told that, you know, you're loved or we accept you as you are. I don't I, ha I didn't grow up with those experiences. So that's why I kind of touched on being a daughter you know it's linked with the mother experience um so it's like you're getting shaped or prepared to be a mother through your mother um and the example that i that i had um there were gaps um but i have gaps um but you can tell i've been doing the work that's why i can call myself out um, and I can say that I am doing the role to the best of my ability, um, but understanding and acknowledging that there are going to be gaps um, and I have to be OK with that um, and that you want to do the best that you can within that role. And there are great lessons in there. And you think at certain stages that you're the teacher. And yes, it's true, but your kids are also your teachers. So sometimes the roles is reversing. You're the student mm. to your child. The child is the teacher. 
And so it's not about the idea that the, the adult is always the teacher to their children. It's a reversal of roles uh, at times. And at times it's the child is teaching the, the parent and uh, vice versa. So when I started to kind of understand that role that way, it then allowed me to really start to tune into what is my child trying to teach me here um and i found that when i started to work with those ideas i started to show up to the world the way i wanted to and not the way i had been told to show up and that's very powerful for me all my children are gifts but I have to give a shout out to my daughter. She really, really helped me to really understand the mother role and the daughter role. And I'll be very, you know, I'm forever grateful um, uh, for that. But you have to allow yourself to connect with the idea that you're children are also your teachers um and definitely i was able to to do the most important shifts um within myself uh, through my daughter i believe that there is no way i could be sitting here today only for being able to see that she was my teacher and Yes, they're seeing your teacher, but you can refuse to learn the lessons, right? So it is about me acknowledging and seeing that she's teaching me things. Very hard teacher. Um, and that I'm then choosing to, to learn by doing the work on myself. So it does boil back to you doing the work on your on your on yourself or doing the work with your with yourself. So I do the work with myself and I really believe that she really paved the way for her um, two brothers, mm. that I have a lot more understanding. I'm a lot more open um, in regards to my children's needs. Like if I look at the type of mother that I was originally, it was very similar to my own mother. There were some tweaks in there, um, but it was very similar. Um, I mean, I, 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 you know, one of the differences is that like I, I, I probably tell my kids too much that I love them, but sure, too much love. Like who, who, who can, who can go wrong with too much love? <laughs> Actually, you can. Um, obsessive love is like that's a no no. Um, but yeah, so you know the differences is that. But I think I feel that that's a. That's a generation thing. I feel like I'm in a generation where we've no problems telling our kids how much we love them. We've no problems hugging them um, in public, in private. We've no problems telling our kids how amazing we, we think we are. But I feel like my generation, we haven't grown up with, well, not all of us have grown up with that. A huge chunk of us haven't grown up with that. You know, so that means that we haven't been validated a certain way. Um, so we are carrying our own 
baggages and wounds so you know the the it's kind of helping me to kind of touch on the mother the mother wound which is you know something that I've become very passionate about in regards to assisting people to to work with 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 that but kind of going back to the the you know the the mother uh, role it's an absolute honor to to play that role but by god it's a hard it's a hard role and where you have other children and you're trying to cater to their needs and you're trying to be as balanced and as fair with with all of them it's a bloody hard job Mm. (laughs) anybody out there saying it's easy Wow, have you got nannies? <laughs> are, you, are you like, is your kids going to shrinks every week or play therapy or, you know, twice a week or something? You're probably yeah. pulling it off like that then. Mm. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but thank you for going there with me. Um, it's very nice. And it's, yeah, something innate that comes out when mothers are sharing about their journey. It's, um, something and like parents in general that i'm as long as i don't have children myself that's all i can also do right now um but i'm very um yeah humble and um yeah also looking forward to the experience myself um so basically the message is probably your first child is going to be like your number one teacher uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah sure it's gonna be yeah (laughs) I mean, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going to be ready. Oh, I'm going to be open for it. Let's put it that way. Um, I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> Energetically. Here for, the, for you for the ride. Energetically, spiritually, emotionally, physically. Yeah. Let's do I'll it. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> mm, so towards the end, I'm always asking um, similar questions. And um, I feel like this is tying perfectly into it. Um, what are you proud of? I am proud of my ability to see things for what it really is and to see it for for what it really isn't. And it's important because people will show up, you know, in your space a certain way and it's like, hi, da! and I'm like, I can read your energy. I can see that inside you're like, fuck it so please don't bother doing that just go to the uh, Mm. let's work with that that's 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 really you this is not you that's really you so I'm I'm proud of myself for me being able to yeah see things for what it really is and see things for what it really isn't Um, and also I'm proud of myself for the work that I've chosen to step up for um, and do. There are many amazing people out there that are meant to be doing certain work, but they're not because they're not stepping into, into that. And stepping into this type of work, it's by no means saying that I figured it all out, I I get it. I'm still figuring it out. But I guess I understand that it's an, you're, there's never a perfect time. 
this 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 thing of like uh, it'll be a per this is the time for me to do this it's a load of bullshit the time is now it's now um, the time is now for for you to step into you know the next stage of your journey it's not tomorrow or next week or two weeks or that's an illusion um it's now the time is now for you to step into whatever it is that you know you 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 want to do or you're 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 meant to do so i'm proud of myself for me being able to understand that do it now um there isn't, there isn't going to be a, a, the right moment. The right moment really is when you decide mm. it's the right moment. But it's like we give ourselves this spiel um, of the right moment is going to be when this happens. And that's a, that's a block. That's, that's, a, you know, the, that's a block in there. That's some belief that that person is, is operating on. And I, I know I have, I have that, but I've just been learning that it's now, now is, is the time. And sometimes I go, oh, isn't that really the time? And then I'm like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> let's do this. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm. <sighs> and what are you looking forward to? What am I looking forward to? Hmm. Um, gosh, I, I'm looking forward to everything. Um, I'm looking forward to my kids and, you know, what they're doing. Um, I'm looking forward to everything, um, which is funny because if you had asked me this question a few years ago, it would have been filled with fear. My response would have been from a fear base. But it's not that I don't have fear. I do have fear, but I'm just that little bit more open. So I'm looking forward to to everything and um, and anything, really. And I'm very grateful that I'm here having all these experiences. Um, and as a result, I'm I'm growing, you know, I'm I'm expanding um, I'm able to be of service. So I'm, I guess I'm, I'm looking forward to the different experiences that's in in store for me. And I'm not I'm not choosing to tap into I'm only looking forward to the good experiences. I don't want any bad experiences. So I, I'm just looking forward to the experiences that's going to help me to be a better person. Um, it's going to help me to be, um, you know, enriched, you know. Um, so then I will be of better service mm. to, to people because it's through your experiences is what will allow for you to grow or not grow. Mm. So I'm choosing to grow. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm choosing to grow as, as much as, as I can. And each experience is is doing that for me, allowing me to grow, allowing me to connect with myself to 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 levels that I didn't even know I could be connected. Um, so it's that deeper, enriching uh, connection um, that I'm growing. That's that's what I'm I'm looking forward to growing even 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 more, and then just keep growing, just keep growing it. <laughs> 
Absolutely, like the forest, <laughs> it just keeps growing. Ah, uh, <laughs> oh, so beautiful. Um, thank you, thank you so much uh, for you. sharing time and space with me, um, for answering my questions, and for just sharing from the heart and from your soul. And um, deeply appreciate everything that you and Luke uh, have been doing for me. Um, and I'll make sure to do whatever I can and what it, whatever is in my uh, possibilities to um, also let people know um, of the amazing things that you are doing here. So um, eternally grateful. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. No, I'm very, very grateful. Um, thank you. Thanks for listening to your intuition. You have to listen to that to come here. <laughs> I had to <laughs> overcome all sorts of fears. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.